Hi there, Selena Kulkarni here for the Freedom Warrior podcast. This podcast is going to be all about unveiling different ways of thinking about wealth, different pathways, different strategies, tactics, and ideas to really help you accelerate your wealth creation journey. I thought it might be really useful just to kind of give you some context about who I am and uh, how I got to, to be where I am, uh, just so that you can understand a little bit more about my journey and, and why I'm so passionate that, uh, you know, being a freedom warrior is super important if you're going to be successful and create extraordinary results with your investing. So not a lot of people know that I actually grew up in the UK. I was born in the UK and uh, we migrated to Australia when I was about nine years old. Um, you know, my memories of, of being in the UK were, were pretty happy. We lived in a, a very tiny, tiny uh, country town. And uh, although I've got great memories of, of my childhood, uh, unfortunately uh, for my father, um, it was a pretty tough time to be living in the UK. Um, it was during the Thatcher years. Um, for those of you who are old enough to remember Margaret Thatcher, um, it was a pretty grim time. And, you know, even as a double degree holder, um, employment was pretty thin on the ground. And I remember even uh, as, a, as a younger child, my father would often be away for six weeks at a time and then six weeks back and six weeks away um, just because we, he couldn't find work. Uh, close to where we lived. Um, I think the the final nail in the coffin uh, was probably in uh, the late 70s where um, I think he'd been unemployed for about six months and fortunately uh, an opportunity came up to to move to Australia and uh, I think, you know, it was scary but, you know, my dad grabbed it as an opportunity to create more stability for his family. Um, we came to Australia in, uh, I think it might have been 81 or 82. And uh, yeah, look, I mean, we literally came over with uh, a couple of suitcases and uh, not much else to show for it. Uh, we moved into some government housing and uh, yeah, look, it, it, was a, it was a very cold, I remember it was a very cold home and, you know, it was really, though, the opportunity that my parents had dreamt of, you know, the opportunity to start over, to start fresh. Uh, and, you know, I, I guess what's really typical for so many migrants is the opportunity to, you know, create uh, a place for themselves and to create a family that has um, pretty great opportunities at their fingertips. Um, I think one of the things we're very guilty of in Australia is, uh, feeling entitled and, um, you know, I, I, I genuinely feel that, you know, the opportunities that are given to us on a civil platter in this country far outstrip um, what, what most of the rest of the world has to deal with. So I, I'm super, super grateful for having had that opportunity and, you know, if you want to talk about forks in the road, moving to Australia was definitely uh, a fork in the road for, for my family. If I think about, um, you know, my journey as a property investor and how I got involved in property, I can't say that um, I had much awareness of property as being a, an awesome vehicle for wealth creation when I was younger. Um, I think if anything, you know, it was probably more 
a desire to have a good relationship with money that probably led me into property. Um, you know, some of you may may know me already. Uh, when I was, I think around ten, my father was diagnosed with um, with a terminal illness and got told he had about six months to live, and it, it was a devastating time. You know, there was there was definitely. Uh, I was old enough to be aware of what that meant, um, and you know, I was I was quite fearful of, of how we would survive. But on the other side of the table, you know, it really uh, created a, a massive shift in my father overnight. You know, he went from being a pretty easygoing, uh, good-natured, funny human to someone who was completely preoccupied with how his family were actually going to survive financially when he wasn't around anymore. And, uh, you know, during that uh, initial six months, uh, fortunately for him, a little piece of technology was developed and he got told, well, you're going to have another six months. Um, and that then became another six months and then another six months. And my poor father went on to continue to experience life as if he only had another six months. Uh, little did he know that he had the uh, stamina and uh, constitution of an ox and, in fact, uh, went on to live another 30 years. So, you know, the impact that had on him, who he was, what mattered to him, the impact it had on my family was was deeply profound. Um, I don't know if you can imagine the idea of, of knowing you only have another six months. Um, so imagine your household income got cut in half or, you know, at that time my dad was really the primary breadwinner. Um, you know, my mum did work, but, you know, the work that she did certainly wasn't enough to, to raise a family. And so, you know, what that did to me uh, in terms of impact, if I think back, is I saw the the stress and the worry that my father had as a you know, when I was a teenager and I, I think I, I must have subconsciously made the decision that, you know, I, I really don't want that. I, I don't want to be uh, a person who is ever in a situation where they're worried about money. Um, you know, and I, I can certainly say that that hasn't, you know, always been entirely true, but it certainly fueled my desire to want to understand money to create a good relationship with money so that, uh, you know, if for any reason, you know, my, my time in this world were to be cut short, um, I'd have, I, you know, I could, I could let go knowing that, uh, that I'd done all the right things, that I had secured the financial future for my family and the people that I love, that I had created a financial legacy that would exist long after I was gone. And so those were really the, the key drivers for me in terms of the, the journey around wealth creation. So, you know, in terms of how that led me to become a property investor, I would definitely say I tried everything else before I tried property. You know, I was an avid share trader. I, uh, I loved business. I loved the idea of setting up businesses and building them up and selling them. I definitely, um, you know, read books which kind of talked all about property investing as being the ultimate vehicle but kept applying them to other asset classes 
So for me, the uh, the journey around understanding money has probably been one of uh, more interest rather than um, diehard passion to be uh, rich, and that's certainly probably something I've never really uh, connected with as a concept. You know, for me, the journey around wealth creation has been about the ability to create freedom of choice, freedom from worry, um, to, you know, be the master of the time and spend my time the way I choose to spend it, not because I have to, but because I want to. Um, and when you, when you think about um, the, the, the real drivers that people have around wealth, which can often, you know, when we think of capitalism, it's a bit of a negative word and can often be associated with the pursuit of luxuries and uh, fast cars and, and fancy holidays and homes and things like that. Those, those things are certainly not things that have been my drivers. Um, you know, they're nice, but they don't, you know, they're not the, the key driver. Um, so property was something I really, I guess, fell into uh, probably uh, about 20 years ago now. And what I realized within a very short space of time, um, you know, I was led into property probably more by my, my now husband. Uh, he certainly had a passion for wanting to cultivate a property portfolio. Um, I just blindly signed everything he put in front of me. And uh, it probably wasn't until you know, five, six years later that I started to go, hang on a sec, while I'm over there share trading and setting up businesses and, you know, having babies and doing other things, you know, what's what's going on with our property? And I was totally shocked at the results that we got in property in a very short space of time. Um, you know, admittedly, it was a boom period and, and everyone who had uh, any inclination to do well in property was killing it. Um, but that was really the starting point for sparking my interest in property and letting go of things like share trading and, and other business ventures. Um, I recognized that when it came to leverage around time, leverage around money, um, simplicity, um, property really was second to none. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I've certainly had a lot of cuts and bruises along the way and I'll certainly share those in future podcasts, but um, I think the the real key takeaway for me around property was it was just so much more stable um, from the viewpoint of creating a great relationship with money. Um, property was the asset class that had the personality, if you want to call it that, or the qualities that really kind of aligned with my own. Um, so that was really how I got started. So if I think about why I find property investing so interesting, um, over the years, I, I definitely haven't taken a straight line to success. And again, I think that's really come from the, the desire to really have a, an intimate knowledge of how property works, the mechanics, and I guess what, what makes property so fascinating for me is it, it just lends itself to so much creativity. Um, you wouldn't think that someone like myself who um, is a chartered accountant um, would see the, the creative play around the, 
you know, the way that we, we can play with property. There's so many different strategies. There's so many different types of properties. There's so many ways of transacting property. There are uh, strategies which uh, allow you to make money out of nothing. There are strategies where um, you can certainly take on more risk for more reward. There's there's so many different ways to skin the cat that I, I felt that, you know, as a inherently creative soul, I regard myself as, um, you know, accounting as a profession never really fulfilled me. Um, so to some degree, I, I laughingly say that I'm a reformed accountant now, but I, I certainly feel that um, property really satiates my desire to be a creative soul, to apply my skill set in a creative way. And so that's probably why I find property so fascinating. Um, you know, marry all of that with the fact that you can really compound your results and get exponential returns. Um, it's very hard to contrast that to any other asset class other than, say, business. Business was also equally as exciting for me because of the creative way that you could um, cultivate and grow a business. If I were to articulate, you know, what does financial freedom look like for me? Financial freedom is the ability to choose how I spend my time, to pursue the things I want to pursue, to uh, develop interests, um, to be there for my kids in the way that I want to be there, to influence my community the way that I want to influence to make a, a difference in the world, to impact um, the lives of other people the way that I want to do it. You know, I think too often people say they're not interested in money um, and yet they spend such a large percentage of their time trying to earn it, possibly even doing things that they don't love. Um, I feel so blessed to be in the fortunate position that the business that I run is uh, congruent with the aspirations that I have. In fact, you know, when I think about the business that I run with the Freedom Warrior program, it's almost as if the business itself is more just uh, a vehicle to say, I'm on this pathway or I'm on this journey. If you want to get on my bus and come with me, then, then please do. It's, uh, it, it's about having uh, congruence between how I feel about money, how I behave around money, and then how I earn money. So um, yeah, look, for me personally, the journey around uh, creating financial freedom has been one of creating more simplicity, um, creating more control, um, having more choice, and influencing people the way that I want to influence them. The desire for power or being money hungry or any of those things just doesn't resonate for me. Um, and I've had a lot of really great mentors along the way who've helped me clarify the message and the purpose that I have around wealth creation. And so that's really helped me on my journey. So one of the questions that a lot of people ask me is, is how did I foray into the world of alternative property investments? And, you know, if I were going to answer that really simply, um, there was a point in time, probably about 12 years ago now, where I had amassed a reasonably large portfolio of property here in Australia. They were doing relatively well, but the banks turned around and said, look, Selena, I'm really sorry. We, we just can't lend you any more money. And what that did for me was it, it kind of sparked uh, an attribute in me, which I really value 
and I encourage in others now, and that is the capacity to say, well, what else? I think too often in life we're told no and we take that at face value and just say, well, okay, well, I've just got to make do with what I have or I've just got to, you know, be content with where I'm at. And for me personally, uh, when the banks started to turn around to me and say, well, no more, you've, you've got a reasonably large debt now with us on those properties and, and we don't want to lend you any more money. I started to say, well, what else? What else can I do? What other opportunities do I have? And there's a model which I'll share with you in the future, but there's an invisible wall in my opinion that most investors hit where for some reason or another, whether it's lack of time, lack of energy, uh, lack of knowledge, uh, inability to get a, a hold of additional lending, that people just stop and they kind of sit on the portfolio of assets that they have and they say, well, uh, I'm just going to let these assets kind of do their thing and at some point in the future, hopefully my my overall wealth position will improve. Um, my personal viewpoint is that you need to cultivate this idea of asking what else and what else is the really the, the journey of, uh, you know, looking to explore, creating curiosity around different ways of doing things and was very much that quality that led me into um, the world of alternative investments uh, around property in particular. So that took me, you know, when I, when I knew I couldn't borrow more money here, I decided to start exploring overseas markets, looking at how are people investing in other countries? What are the opportunities available over there? How do they differ to what we have here? And my mind was completely blown by the, I guess, the variety of strategies and opportunities that just I'd never heard of in this country. Um, what was also fascinating for me was the, the metrics around um, accessing some of the deal flow over there was completely different. Um, the average price of real estate in Australia is phenomenally high. So to be able to transact in property in other countries, particularly in the US, at such small sums of money and still get quality properties was just, you know, mind-blowing for me. And so that was really the, uh, the start of my exploration of these alternative strategies. Now, you know, I'll, I'll talk more about what those strategies look like in other episodes, but just, just to understand that there were opportunities out there to uh, purchase and transact in and around property without even having to worry about tenants and toilets just, you know, was a game changer for me. I think one of the things that really puts a lot of people off property investing is the idea of having to worry about property managers, tenants and toilets and repairs and maintenance. And so to be able to access strategies in and around property that uh, were small in terms of the amount of money I had to put in, low risk in terms of the exposure that I had to loss was a total game changer. So you know, Freedom Warrior, the podcast is really about showing you that there are other ways to create wealth that, um, you know, exist well beyond what, what we know and what, what we're familiar with right now here in Australia. If I were to answer the question about, um, you know, why do I feel empowered to help others on the journey to becoming a Freedom Warrior, 
I would say that uh, it, it probably comes from a desire to make a difference, to contribute. Um, you know, I think there's a great misconception that if you're someone who is of uh, high net worth or high income, that you don't experience financial stress. And having been an advisor in the property space for quite a few years now, um, I can say with 100% confidence that you know, higher income and higher net wealth don't necessarily mean that your your financial or your money problems go away. Uh, so really the the decision I've made to help others on the journey to understanding the simplest pathway to financial freedom comes from a desire to want to help people. Uh, and to be honest with you, the skill set that I have are probably best served helping those people who are, you know, not necessarily just starting out their investing journey, but maybe they're established in their business uh, or workplace and they, they just need a little bit of help understanding how to finesse what they already have. So, you know, look, empowering other people is obviously something that brings a lot of people a great degree of, of satisfaction. And me personally, you know, I, I love being on the journey to, you know, deepening and strengthening my own financial freedom. So to be able to share that with other people and have them participate on that uh, journey is is really deeply satisfying for me and certainly a great motivator. So anyway, guys, I'm just going to say that's it. That's a wrap. That's the, uh, that's the first episode of Freedom Warrior recorded and, uh, Look, I'd, I'd really love it if you tune in with me in future episodes to understand more about how alternate property strategies and wealth in general can be structured in a way so that you can not only create financial freedom for yourself with the least amount of friction in the shortest possible time, but also go on and create financial legacy for those that you care about, whether it's your children, people in your community, tribe, or the world at large. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Warrior podcast and a few things before you take off. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review my podcast to help more people find it. Also, each week I send out a unique email newsletter where I share some of the most cutting edge and interesting things I've found during the week to help you on your journey to financial freedom. And finally, if you're interested in fast tracking towards being financially free, please check out my programs where I help you get onto the path of generating a significant six-figure passive income through investing. If you're interested, head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to find out if it's suitable for you. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.